Welcome to the Garden Gal Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Thompson. I am so happy that you're here. Now, if you have come from the last episode, you will know that I gave you an actionable step. And that step was to get on Pinterest and just pin some uh, styles of landscape that you like. So hopefully you had five or six for either your front yard, your backyard, your balcony, indoor plants, whatever. Um, Today, I just wanted to go over uh, some terms for styles of gardens. And it seems a little bit, um, maybe like, I guess I would say, like if somebody asked me this when I first started gardening, I wouldn't really know what they were talking about. So I want to put some context to it and I want to give you guys just some verbiage that you can use when you're searching things. So we'll start with the first style and this is called a cottage garden. And a cottage garden is, it's about the plant. So this would be something like if somebody gave you I know right now, for example, in the grocery stores, they have these beautiful, like small topiary azaleas. If you just plunk that in the ground, that would be something that would add to a cottage garden. So you just plant what you like. There's not really like a rhyme or a reason. You just see a plant, you like it, and then you put it in. You also pay attention to what does well for you. So you might maybe say you buy a a track home and it's pre-landscaped, you might notice that the agapantha does really well, so you'll add a few more. Or you might notice that they had snapdragons at the time of the sale, so when it comes snapdragon season, you'll buy some of those. Um, There's a lot of color usually, uh, a lot of practicality as well. So if you like fruit trees, you might pop in a few fruit trees, but it's it's kind of mismatched, but in all the right ways. You love it and that's all, that's, that's why you like it. Like it's just, it's you. That's a cottage garden. Um, next, I want to go over the traditional garden style. So this would have elements. And, and before I go into the traditional garden, these all, there's crossover in all of these. You can, you can listen to this and realize that, oh my goodness, I have elements of every single one in my garden. And that's okay too. So you don't when you when you uh, hear the descriptions you might go oh I really like that but rest assured you can like all of it and you can make it your own in whatever capacity that is so it's all good but I just wanted to give like a little bit of framework to titles in in the midst of this I hope that makes sense okay so the traditional garden you have practical components but you have like definitive lines so if you have um, raised beds they have a there's a section for those okay Um, If you have uh, like a flower bed, you might have some curbing that would denote where where the flower bed would go. So it's there's definitely cottagey aspects and formal aspects. So it's kind of like the um, the, in the middle of a cottage garden and a formal garden. Okay, so that brings me to my next one. Number three is the formal garden. Now these are your your historic gardens. If you were to think about like a French garden or um, a traditional English garden, something like that. So lots of topiary, lots of sculpture, um, some hardscape, but very clear lines, tight buxus style uh, uh, cutting. It's geometric, so there's rectangles and squares. There's uh, cylinders, but it's definitely like a, I would say a high maintenance. It's also very green. If there is color, which there could be, it would be something like um, like white hydrangeas in clear bunches or something. Okay, so that's the formal. Then you have your English country garden, which is 
It would, I would say that it has elements of all three of those, the cottage traditional and formal. However, it's more spacious. And so it's a little bit, I would say more whimsical. So anemones, lots of color for sure. Maybe lavender kind of flowing, coupled with um, like a nice wide, like seven foot path. Um, you might find a bench here and there. So it invites you to sit down and, you know, kind of rest in it. So you would have shrubs and topiaries, flowers, um, lots of evergreens as well. So there's like winter interest, uh, beautiful large lawn, that sort of thing. Uh, number five is more urban, I would say. And this would be like your high rise apartment um, with young professionals in the city. And this is more of like an outdoor room garden. So it's just an extension of the home. Now, that said, these can exist in suburbia too. I had a house, um, my first, the first garden that I did, that it, the, the yard was so small. It was, a, it was a large house with a small yard, but the large was so small, the yard was so small, I just wanted it to be an extension of the home, if that makes sense. So it was more of like an extension of the living room. So you have, you know, lots of pots, lots of hardscape, maybe a little lawn. I did have a small patch of um, artificial turf just because I thought it looked nice, but for the most part, it was totally hardscaped. Um, you might have a fireplace or a pretty fountain. You could certainly have raised garden beds in there, um, but it's more to, it's definitely to enjoy. It's definitely more of a space that you would, that looks more lived in and feels more lived in. Maybe an outdoor kitchen, something like that. Um, our sixth style is modern and modern is really interesting. It's interesting to speak of modern right now because even 10 years ago, it wouldn't be as uh, mainstream as it is now. So modern right now is very much so the style. So it's sleek. There's lots of steel, concrete pots. Um, it's like a mid-century modern style. So maybe like yucca or aloe or um, like um, ornamental grasses, uh, lots of pebbles uh, or rocks. Mm clean lines it's it's a minimalist look so it's simple there's a lot of structure and there's a lot of uh piggybacking on the actual home and and the lines of the home very pretty and that's that's definitely trending right now i would say the seventh one is a desert landscape so these are drought tolerant plants um no lawn uh mostly succulents or full sun plants that just do really really well in heat obviously again lots of ornamental grasses which again there's a crossover there between the modern that i just spoke of because that's kind of trending right now um few to none uh or few to no flowers or annuals it's just not a thing there they require too much water and they're higher maintenance but the desert landscape is very popular right now and i'm in california we were in a drought for quite some time and i know a lot of people kind of crossed over to that look my aunt who's one of my mentors in um, gardening she did that shout out to Mary Ellen she's the best um, she did that her her yard is really really beautiful but really highlights kind of the um, water conservation um, eight is a coastal garden this is again gonna kind of it's gonna loop into the desert landscape as well but they're gonna highlight wind resistant plants so there could be humidity which would help um, you know if you were to put in a, a drought tolerant plant, but you just want to focus on something that's hardy, that's not going to be phased by the wind. Um, very little lawn, if any, 
again using gravel and pebbles as well um if you do see raised beds in um the coastal garden that's just to avoid like the sandy soil the furniture has a weathered look to it they kind of want it to look a little bit beat up and beachy and like maybe it's been sitting there for a hundred years or something that's kind of the look there's rust on the furniture um, you might see kind of things that look maybe out of place, but it works in that in that landscape. So maybe like an old pitchfork or a shovel or some seashells or something. Um, number nine goes into tropical gardens. You're going to find these in Australia a lot, actually. And this is not you to have this look. You don't have to be in the tropics. I really want to emphasize that because if you're looking at different things on Pinterest and you kind of see a tropical look that you enjoy, you can totally do that. And I would say that I have some elements of a tropical garden in my yard that was there before I got there. Um, but you have your bougainvilleas, you have lots and lots and lots of um, green and it's very lush and it's layered. So you might have big, huge elephant plant um, and then you might have palm trees and then ferns. So focusing on the variegation of the leaf primarily, um, but bright colored leaves, really, really pretty. And then um, the last one is the Japanese garden. So this is very methodical. It's clean, intentional pruning. It feels zen when you're in it and that's for a reason. Um, there's usually an emphasis on feng shui. This does, sometimes when you look at a Japanese garden, it can look similar to the modern garden in that um, while it's lush and the plants are interesting, bonsai and whatnot, um, you might also see the structure of uh, pots or fountains that geo are very geometric and um, they look a lot like the, the modern style as well. So those there's crossover there as well. So if this all just is confusing to you, I want to tell you, I went on to my Pinterest page. So it's um, on uh, Pinterest, Danielle Thompson or Garden Gal. And I have pinned one photo under my, uh, my uh, board, it's Jardin. If you look on that, I have pinned, I've made a section for uh, gardening styles. So I have a picture for cottage, traditional, formal, English, outdoor room garden, modern, desert landscape, coastal garden, tropical garden, and Japanese garden. And they're all there. So that's a good reference point for you if you're kind of like, okay, this feels really vague. I know it's hard because I'm going, this is auditory. So some, some of us are more visual, myself included. And so I just wanted you to have something that you could grab onto and go, oh, I think I might like the cottage garden style. I'll pop over to my Pinterest, take a look, and then you might go, okay, maybe not cottage, maybe I'm more traditional. Or I thought I was traditional, maybe I'm more formal. Um, and then you can kind of see what you like. The purpose for this is so that it's just front of mind when you're going to start planning or planting. Some of us, the sun comes out and we get so excited and we just want to get out there or we go to Lowe's for a light bulb and we can't help but look at the garden center and see how beautiful it is and we run over there and we want to grab something. Totally great. But if you're thinking, oh, I'd kind of like to start maybe investing in my garden or I'd like to start maybe buying one plant at a time but looking to the long term. This, these are the kind of things that I just think are really helpful if they're front of mind. Like, oh, I really love an English country garden. Lavender's there. I know it does well in the zone that I'm in. You'll pick up a lavender plant as opposed to maybe picking up a geranium, which might be more of a cottage garden feel, if that makes sense. So 
I hope you found this helpful. Um, again, if you have any questions at all, please just email me at um, gardengalontiktok at gmail.com. Today, talking about our mental health, I've, me I've mentioned several times that we're going to go over that or just come up with something very, very simple every single episode. And today, I just want you to think about intention and intention in the garden. When you garden intentionally and not just walk out there with your shears and do this and that or plop something in the ground, this and that, but if you garden with intention, the fruit is that much greater. The same thing goes with your life. If you live your life with intention, simple things, even just sitting down for a meal as opposed to, you know, shoving food in your mouth while you're getting the kids ready for school or whatever, but just doing things with intention, the fruit will be so much better. So thank you so much for stopping by. Please rate this, review this for us on iTunes. It really helps a lot. Share it with a friend. We would love that. And I hope that you guys all have a wonderful week. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.